Hello, how you doing? How you doing? Welcome to Anchor.fm, Anchor.com. Welcome to the home of the podcast where you can be heard around the world wherever you choose to record. This particular episode is going to be about the Crusaders 1979 album Street Life. An album that, it's one of those albums that I loved it a lot. And holding high regards because it changed my life in a lot of ways. It's funny, you know, it's funny how music can be autobiographical and it can also hit you in ways that you didn't expect. I don't often share this story, so I'm like sight out of scene, but I will tell the story. The first time I ever heard Street Life, <laughs> and, and at the time, you know, you hear songs and you don't really think about what they what they take on. But the first time I ever heard Street Life, ironically, my father and my stepmother pulled up and I was outside in Buffalo, New York, sitting on the park with my grandmother, the apartment complex, the Roswell apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And um, he pulls up with her and I get in the car and I heard the opening of that song. And then I got not only the element of that song, but then I was told that I had a stepmother. And at that time, I was like one of the most mind-blowing, like eruptive things that ever happened to me. But that song always gives me a place in time when I heard it, when I think back to that time. That was like, and it was like a, a new sound for my ears at the time. So the ironic thing was... I was living in Houston, Texas around the time going back. The Crusaders are from Houston, Texas, Jackson High School and everything like that. And for me, the Crusaders, Billy Preston, and I probably say Scarface, and maybe if you want to throw Beyonce or somebody else in there, those are the most important musical acts I would say came from H-Town. But the Crusaders would always be number one to me. Now, this album... Had so many memorable cuts that I liked. I love uh, Rodeo Drive. That had a nice stepping type of cut. The Hustler had a cold bass line. I will have to tell you about Wilton Felder and Sticks Hooper, who rounded out the Crusaders amongst the other musicians, but Wilton Felder was a bad man on t- on the sax and then as a bass player, Sticks Hooper. However, my favorite piano player ever, jazz music, the one and only Joe Sample. Loved Joe Sample, loved his tone. He had a distinctive harmony the way he played, and it, and you just always knew it was Joe Sample keys. It just was something though distinctive about it. But the Crusader sound was a musical gumbo. Like between Texas and Louisiana, you can hear the music, you can feel the music, the arrangements, productions, incredible. So I loved the rodeo drive and high, the high stepping cut. You know, that was a stepper's type of cut. It felt so good. The hustle, you know, when you hear that bass and that tone and that feel and it's like they took you on a trip down Rodeo Drive literally because actually that's what album cover was shot and you know and as a youngster not really understanding what the nightlife was like and just kind of having this record sprung upon it was like one of them turning point records um you know and it was one of my real I had been exposed to jazz music but it was one of my forays into modernize the jazz funk blend and the tone, and for and at the time, some people had exceptions with the Crusaders modernizing the sound, but I thought they were the great hybrid of it. 
You know, they weren't too, never too far out there, but yet they could incorporate what was happening and be part of what's happening, but yet still keep their basic rhythm and groove. So I just always, you know, but I'm not knowing. But there was something about this record that it, it felt like a game changer. And not, you know, it's a funny thing how some albums hit you personally for other reasons, because this record also happened to come with a turning point within my life too. So that was like something that I was like, wow, this was so amazing. You know, hearing that song, um, you know, hearing the different songs on the record, the production and the vibe, and it, and it just stood. It was like one of them records. And as a matter of fact, when I got back to Houston, I wanted that. I got it. I listened to it. I digested it. It just really hit the core. But it, it was haunting. It was powerful. And it was personal. And sometimes when you hear music like that, that's what albums used to do. But they're only amazing if they take on a life of their own. So, to be honest with you, I could spend the next four, three or four minutes just talking about the title track, which that was the one where I got the introduction to my new stepmother, but I also got the introduction to the power of a voice and song and music. And Randy Crawford, one of the most underrated artists ever, female artists, soul singers, she tore this song up. Oh, her riding off of the Crusaders arrangements and Joe Sample's keys. Woo! But the whole Crusader sound behind her. You know, pardon me, there was a time that back at that era, they thought that she would be the next big thing to come out in the black pop world. And understandably so, because I mean, when you get, she had paid her dues as an artist. However, when you get featured on a song by the Crusaders and it has, it's 11 minutes long, but it's like not even long enough because it's one of them songs I never wanted to end. It had so much build up. I love the way the solos went. I love the way it grew, the way it swayed, the way it made you feel. When you heard the lines, live your life like me for Silver Spoon, you know, you heard words and music that if you young mind, you don't understand it. But as time goes on, it became very clear. And Street Life is one of my hundred greatest songs ever, one of my favorites ever. I mean, it's one of those songs that I could listen to and just be, and still captivate. But it was something about the eeriness of it and the tone of it back in the day where, you know, you just sat there and you were like, wow, this is a strong piece of music. The arrangement for Incredible Production was great, but that voice was like, it was so moving. Mm. You know. And you wanted to just hear it over and over and over again. And not understanding how jazz worked as far as like how the audience would work. But when it became such an important song that radio couldn't ignore it. That spoke volumes, you know. Now, there have been other incarnations of the song. They've been hyphenated. They've been done again. However, there's nothing. When they always tell you it's nothing like the first time, nothing like the real thing. There's, this is truth. This one of the records, you know, the first time I heard that title song, the, it just it just got my attention. It was like, draws you in. The album on itself was strong. Um... The Crusaders did try a formula after it with mixed results. 
you know, some things were cool, some weren't, but they always had a couple cuts. But there was something about this record that hit the pocket, hit the groove. And it was almost like, this is going to definitely shake the bacon in the skillet, and it's going to fry and sizzle. Because, I mean, you know, to hear um, the presentation of the song, um, it just hit home. It hit the mother load. It was just truly incredible. And um, the album from start to finish, it was like, it was six songs. I know today people think that's an EP, or they might them, but that was a different day and time. And you didn't need to make 16 songs on an album like you do, like you had to do in the last 15, 25 years to say we have a coherent record because you hit them right, you got it right. And this record got it right. So it it did what it was supposed to do. And um, it's one of those records that, like I said before, um, I can just listen to over and over again just from how the balance was, the musicality was very strong and it definitely hit the spot. And uh, the Crusaders are my favorite jazz band ever and Joe Sample is my favorite keyboard player ever and I thought they were very versatile, very talented musicians um, that just left an incredible and deniable mark on music, period. And um, this was the album that forever changed me and got me into their music and as a matter of fact that I got this record I went back and listened to other albums of theirs and you know um, I'm more the late 60s 70s stuff to me is after especially their jazz funk based stuff but they had stuff that I like you know they covered a wide range and um, they definitely left a lasting mark and it will always be appreciated but this was a record that it got my attention in more ways than one. Not only as a music lover, but on the personal side. And it's always like, like I said, hearing them songs, remembering that particular day, the first time I ever heard that song, Street Life, and the album. And 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 Randy Crawford's chilling her tone and the music of the, uh, the whole thing was mind-blowing then and mind-blowing now. So that's my thoughts and takes about... Um, this particular album. If you've had Crusader moments, please share them with me, your favorite songs or their tours or anything that you saw. Welcome to comments on it and what you thought about each individual member of the band and their impact. Um, But yeah, this will always be one of those records, you know, and the title track alone cemented, but the rest of the album was tight too. So let's talk about the Crusader Street Life album and their legacy and their greatness. And I welcome thoughts and comments. Uh, Peace and the best out there. Stay safe and keep good music in your ears and in your heart. And that's usually like best storytellings of music is when it happens to you personally. So uh, welcome thoughts and comments. Peace and the best. I'm out.